You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Piper Carter podcast. You are listening to Piper Carter with our token millennial. What's up, Brittany? Hi, Piper. Feels like it's been forever. I feel like it's been like so long. And we're here with Deja. Hello. Oh, don't you love Deja's voice? (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. Psych. I sound like a child. No, you don't. You sound like a child of. You sound innocent and. The world. A child of the universe. Nothing can bother me. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I usually try to be unfaced. <laughs> that's the best thing <laughs> to be in. <laughs> There's so many topics. We have like 100 million topics. There's a lot I going know. on. But should we, but I'm, I'm trying to think like where we should start. How was the retreat? Like, How was the retreat you went to? Didn't you go to a okay, retreat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yes. Y- y'all know I love retreats. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. I was invited to a women of color, of women that work doing justice stuffs okay. <laughs> uh, retreat. And so it was amazing. And the crazy thing is we it was like it was it was labeled a retreat, but we were really like in Farmington Hills at, at um this really nice like these four houses. They were amazing. Oh, that's dope. Super huge on the water, like literally on the water. That's cool. It was really beautiful. It reminded me of our retreat just a tad, except um way more relaxation mm-hmm. and um we danced, we had amazing food, we um got to get in circles and listen to one another. I got to bond with some really, really, really incredible women. So I'm mm-hmm. really honored and grateful. Um Yeah, so that was That's really cool. cool. I'm gonna have to, How many uh, of how many women were there? There were about twenty five, I believe. Oh, that's a nice size group. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. It was good. I mean, we got a little letter of like they Everybody wrote you a love letter when you left, like at the end. Aww. Did you meet a new friend? Like, is there people you didn't know? I say about three quarters of the women I did not know. Oh, wow, that's fun. So it was good. And um, I hope they're coming to the show Saturday. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. For Speaking sure. of which, we have a show. I'm yes. excited. Like, March 7th, Women in Hip Hop. A hip-hop. reoccurring show. This is the fourth year. Fourth yeah. year. Charles H. Wright Museum. Thank you very much. Yes. And um, we're going to have all woman band, great dancers. Um, we have four. Tell us, a, acts. tell us a little bit more about the band. Who's in the band? There's Aisha Ellis is percussionist. Shout out Aisha. She pl- has played with Lenupian and a lot of different folks. She is a drummer and a percussionist, mm-hmm. and also our musical director. And yeah, I, she's so dope, right? She's amazing. And we went to high school together. Oh, that's even so, like where you, you guys went to Northwestern, right? Northwestern high yeah, school. Yeah, so dope. Big. You guys were in the same class too, <laughs> right? right? No, I'm I'm older than her. Oh, okay, her my bad. But we were we were in um dance together, and okay. we were on the track team together. Yes, yeah, she's so, yeah. she's super dope. Amazing. Don't you guys like love women who play drums? Oh my god! And she, she, like, she's so phenomenal. Yeah, she like she's dynamic. Like, you yeah, said. dynamic. Yeah, I, I, and she knows her history, mm. and she's a mother and a an herbalist, and a chef and a farmer. Yeah, and I'm like, all of that is just like that's dope. So amazing. I think it is too. Yeah, 
And she has beautiful locks and gorgeous Mm -hmm. chocolate skin. And she's funny. Huh? (laughs) hilarious and she can make like tinctures and stuff with like her herbology Mm, and she does astrology readings she's she's just amazing she's amazing tuned in and who else is in it we have pamela wise oh man she's the legend the legendary jazz pianist kresge award-winning she is married to wendell harrelson wendell harrelson uh also amazing detroit jazz musician and she, you know, is one of those people who is a keeper of the culture, but also shares the culture. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited that she is lending her expertise, musicianship, talent, brilliance to our show. Yes. It's going to be super incredible. It's unreal, right? Like, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, That Pam Wise is just still out here, like super passionate, yeah. like giving, like giving everything. Like, and I love she it. She wants to do this, you know, with us and wants to share with us. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, even, it's even more like deep. Yeah. Such a gift. And then yeah. we've got, um, so we, the way the show is structured is there's the, a film and we have a film that, is currently in the works. It's a documentary about our work. Mm-hmm. So um, we show it every year as we like, as we work on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but that's um, low key dope. Like you like it. I yeah, like I like it. the format. I refined it a little bit. Um, hopefully this year we'll get you to help me with it a little more. Yeah. For and sure. um, we can refine it a little more, uh, you know, because telling the story is, um, it's something that like I'm doing, but I'm also like a part of the story. So I feel like I need some outside people to kind of look at it and be like, Hey, what about like ask questions that I probably don't, mm. don't even think of, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, but people get to see the film in progress, like at the show. It's about 25 minutes long at this point. And, um, that's exciting. And then we have a talk. Y'all know we love to do speaker series where we share, mm-hmm. um, where we bring together professional women to share their expertise in the music industry. So we have my business partner, Nina Payne. Shout out Nina. From Foundation Management. She had been on um, Grammy-nominated recording artist Kem's management team for maybe more than a decade. Mm -hmm. And um, now she's a part of We Found Hip Hop, and she's going to share her expertise in management. There's also... um, our entertainment att- attorney, her name is Stephanie Hammond. She was Big Sean's attorney. She's she, she has like a huge, like long list of amazing, you know, celebrities and things that she's worked with. And she's going to share like some of those jewels. We also have Esther Kim, who is a marketer. She's um, younger, newer to the game. And she's been doing really phenomenally with a lot of brands and marketing. And she's going to share some of that knowledge with us. So we're going to do a cool talk with the three of them about, you know, what the landscape of um, doing independent arts and independent music looks like right now and our work. And maybe, you know, just be able to answer some questions about creating value for ourselves and, you know, creating platforms for ourselves and carving a niche for ourselves and that kind of thing within, um, within entertainment in Detroit and who else? We got Sanasu. Yeah, shout out to Sana. A- amazing vocalist. Woo-woo. Is going to share her delicate stylings with us. 
Um, yeah. Can you believe we have Charity Ward? Charity's dope too. She's great. I, I don't know if folks have ever seen More her. More kick. Mm-hmm. Her beautiful voice. Yes, yeah, she has a beautiful voice. And her, she's going to play guitar and she has a new project out. Nice. And it's all about like self-love and natural hair. And um, it's called Tender Headed. And it just released. And the visuals for it are so beautiful. And they're full of natural hair. And they have like even nature behind them, like That's green dope. and amazing fonts. And the color is awesome. And her hair is bright red and like super curly. And then she's got like a style with it out curly. But then she's got this other style that's got like half braided and then half out. And that's dope. It's so gorgeous. <laughs> I and like the color, the color of her it, hair too. Isn't it shocking, but like in a good way? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's not a distraction. It like blends. It like gives her life, you know, like her hair. It's yeah. like part of her. Or I love it. And, and yeah. her, she, her music is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. She's a great writer. Yeah. Songwriter too. Um, and oh my God, we're going to have um, Ayana Love. Yes. So I'm excited. I remember, so that came about because um, of you, Deja. Dang, Deja. <laughs> remember like when, Out here. at my birthday and you were like, oh, you should have her on the show. Yeah, she's dope. And we talked after that. Dang. And she has a new project and it's really awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all have seen her video. I just saw her visual today. Like I clicked on her, like I was telling you on the free press article where mm-hmm. I could, you could go into each artist's uh, like how they choose to like market themselves and it pulled up her YouTube. So I was like, wow, her it's visuals sweet, are right? cool. Yes. It's gorgeous. And she's super dope. And it's she high, is. like futuristic. Yes. And it's yeah. It's done well. Great yeah. design. And she's being so herself. And she's being herself. Show. You can tell. Like, yeah. She's just really being Very herself. Authentic. Yeah. And I love the song actually too. Like the music's good yeah like it's it's strong music you know like it makes you like the music's tight and then um and then also too we got ellie san diego did y'all her. see her new project no, I, I, I posted it on instagram she has a video too oh yeah yeah it's called so cool okay and it's fun it takes like that tupac actually it's a dilla beat like dilla made that beat mm. for tupac and it was like dang so cool and then she's like it's like it, it just feels like one of those like 90s tunes that just like <laughs> makes you like bop you know so it's fun she looks cool her hair is really cute in it and i love her red lipstick and <laughs> That's cool. it's just like a fun it reminds me of like a fun LL Cool J. You know how LL Cool J would just make like, well, y'all, I'm naming and dating myself. No, please. Y'all probably don't know nothing about no LL Cool J. Ladies love Cool J. But it just reminds me of like that authentic, you know, Detroiter. You know what I mean? Like it's just like a really authentic Detroit, you know, style to it. And really cool fashion. Like all of them have... Their fashion sense is just super incredible. And they all have different styles mm-hmm. and they're all very unique and they're all like very themselves. I agree. Um, so I really like that a lot. And they're all strong artists. Also yes. problematic black hottie. Oh, and our DJ, bro. Like, yes. thank you. This show about to be like lit. a party. This is going to be so fun. <laughs> I'll be dancing. Yeah, problematic um, <laughs> DJ problematic black hottie is mm-hmm. like the newest, hottest DJ on the scene. She taking is. everybody by storm. She just opened for 8-Track. I don't know if folks know who A Track is. It's an amazing, you know, high end um, dance music artist, like well known, mm-hmm. um, huge following, world renowned. And she just like opened for him when he came, I think like a week or two ago. So that's a that's huge dope. win for her um, and a win for us that she wants to do our show. So I'm very excited about that. So that's the that's the show. And can you believe it's only like 10 
dollars tickets wild. are only ten dollars please support this show you just heard how much we've hyped up these artists like you're gonna want to be there <laughs> it's gonna be great man you're gonna want to be there i you, agree you can just you could go to our instagram it's we found hip-hop or you could go to our website we found hip-hop.com forward slash w f f showcase and um you know get your tickets and yeah it's at the charles h wright museum saturday from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. So I, I can't wait. We're going to sell merchandise. We're going to release our um, membership model. You know, we're going to um, be signing folks up to do to join our retreat. So we're going to have a lot of cool stuff on the website. So I'm very excited. Yay. Yeah, me too. So that's that. That was our show. Thing. All right. All right. So next topic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm drinking this tea. I um, What kind of tea is that? Um, I went and so different people give us gifts and stuff yes and this is that um chamomile green tea is that from lady yes it's like chamomile my cousin robbie right yeah it's chamomile green tea and lemon and yeah i'm doing that somebody gave me like a whole bunch of teas to help me be protected from coronavirus that i think we're about to talk about so um one of my friends my one of my witchy white friends Mm -hmm. Gay, uh, that that you know, I, I was like my witchy white wilderness <laughs> girl <laughs> that do social justice and environmental justice with me. She um gave me some herbs mm-hmm. and they're like to boost your immune system and to you know fortify like your liver and then like some other ones to like you know just fortify like you know your bloodstream, your blood, your blood and everything and uh. Yeah, so shouts out to Molly with all the herbs and everything. Yeah, so I know Brittany was like, you know, uh, concerned about coronavirus. No, not necessarily. I mean, it is interesting how it's being reported. But to Deja's point, we don't really have to get into it because I, I am more interested to see, like, how it's going to build uh-huh. to her point. Like, I just know to see. one or two people have died in Washington already. Yeah, yeah. five five mm-hmm. it's, the five it's now. up there wow it's up there <laughs> washington state mm-hmm. it's it's uh it's spreading i think like one or two passed away here too right in michigan no no, no. it hasn't hit michigan no. you sure yeah yeah okay. I've, been, I've looked at two maps today mm-hmm. i didn't see michigan on on either one but okay i mean it's not far-fetched though right you know right? No. so okay i'm glad no one you know has it here like my mom gave me a, like a really big bag of like disinfectant and all this stuff. So of course, like I ta- saw. Oh, go ahead. No, no. What were you gonna say? I was just about to say that I saw like um, there's that that um Purell hand sanitizer on Amazon mm-hmm. for like ninety dollars. Oh Dang. my god! It's I was up just there. you knew where I was going. Yes. yes, it's up there. Yeah, that's crazy. It is. What? Masks. That stuff is masks free everywhere. Up. It was. Wow. I know it is free. Everywhere. It's sold out. I see you can literally go to like the doctor's office and like get like as many squirts as you want. Like it's ninety dollars. <laughs> Whoa! I know, right? Yeah, it'll be it's interesting. I don't know. Who knows, right? Who really knows? Uh, I, I, I definitely am done uh, calling conspiracies conspiracies. Like, cause I just well, I mean, you just take the theory part <laughs> off. It's still a conspiracy. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Did you guys hear about the tornado and um what is that? I forgot where it was. Oh my gosh. In it Tennessee? Yeah. 
And I, I think didn't. it was close to Nashville. Yeah, really? it was really yeah, bad. It affected, I think, six people passed away over oh, it. Oh, no. Yeah. We have to, like, look this up. So in Nashville? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Close to Nashville, I believe. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. So, man, I'm going to have to, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some research on this. And like be able to come back and like talk to y'all about it properly, but um, yeah, let's send some people some love for that. Yeah, for sure. So um, I'm just on YouTube right now trying to see what happened. This was a like, oh no, it says 24 killed and 38 are missing. Hmm. Mm. It's in Middle Tennessee. All right, so we so yeah, let's send some folks um a lot of love. This is like a lot. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah it's it pretty bad. It's very bad. Mm-mm. Yeah. Oh my goodness! It doesn't even feel like it's tornado season already. Like I know it's right? already March. Mm. That's a good point. It's crazy. Yeah, let's send some folks some love. That's like a lot to deal with. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, we, I would to like keep an eye on them. Um, I'm gonna reach out to like some activists and stuff that I know in the South to see like what type of support they need too. You know, yeah, because yeah. that's like that's like sudden and devastating it and is. traumatic, and you never know, folks might need some help, and I would love to know how to help them if we can. Mm. Agreed. Maybe I mean these anything. these photographs are telling. Wow, the damage that it did. Mm. My goodness. Okay, we got it. We got to stay abreast of this of this one. Um, I wonder. I feel like we should talk about um. The election, quick. Okay. And we can go into another topic. Um. So y'all know that. By the time this hits, everyone will know, but um. Bloomberg dropped out. He spent what was it like half a billion? Mm-hmm. And that's how much he spent. All of his followers, uh, <laughs> he's encouraged them to go to Biden. Um, so there's that. I pulled up a bunch of articles and stuff. I've been checking on um, Bernie and uh, his campaign. Um, he's on here. He's on Twitter talking, and I was like. How much of this should I play? He's been talking for a long time. I'm trying to figure out, is this looped or what? Like, uh, I don't know how long this piece is of him talking. or um, But I did find, like, another piece, you know, on YouTube. I mean, not YouTube, on, um, you know, just on the Googles or whatever. Um, so basically, I'm looking at all the news. And if y'all look at the news cycle... Y'all see how stuff goes up and down. Obviously, this is like a powerful, exciting, you know, news cycle right now. So, like, if you read the headlines on Reuters, they say Biden's Super Tuesday surge reshapes Democratic race. Bloomberg drops out. So, obviously, um, they're leading with Biden. Um, We look at uh, Fox News. Their headline says Mike Bloomberg suspends presidential campaign after Super Tuesday flop. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're supporting Trump. 
with a headline like that. Mm. Um, if you go to, um, you know, like CNN, their headline says Bloomberg delivers speech after suspending his campaign. So um, they're trying to give you like, OK, well, hear it straight from the horse's mouth. You know what happened? Um, if you go over here, um, this one says this is another Fox News says um, Jason Shafetz says if Dems pick Biden to face Trump, hallelujah, because Donald Trump is going to kick his butt. But um, I mean, the sad thing is that's actually true. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> um, what else is there? We got the L.A. Times says 2020 Democratic primary is a Biden Sanders race after Bloomberg drops out. Um, yeah. Uh, what does this one say? This is another, um, uh, no, let me see. What is this one? Oh, um, this one here is, I think it's like NBC. They're like Biden scores major delicate hall on super Tuesday, NBC news projects. So obviously they're pro Democrat with, um, a headline like that. Right. Mm. Um, What's this one say? This is a slate. It says three reasons why Bernie should worry. Hmm. Mm. With a headline like that is like, it's, it's very titillating. (laughs) That's the type of headline that makes you like want to super read it. Right. Like three reasons why Bernie should worry. Let's see what they say. Um, Oh man. Look at the, look at this brainwashing. They're like, Exit polls from Super Tuesday show Biden is a better fit for the Democratic electorate. You know what? When and then they sh- but they have like a picture of Bernie, so they make it look like they're like pro Bernie because they I know they want pro Bernie people to read this and they want to like pick people's brains, you mm-hmm. know, like in apart. Yeah, I'm I've like, been feeling like they want um, Biden to be. I I think I I'm telling you the Democratic. They don't want Bernie. I know that. They're frightened of Bernie. Yeah. (laughs) They're frightened of Bernie. The right wing part, the conservative part of the Democratic Party does not want Bernie. Why do y'all say he's he's frightened? They're frightened by Bernie. Why are they frightened? Mm -hmm. Well, I'll let Deja speak because I can't speak for what Deja's saying. He's too progressive for the Republican Party. Mm. Um, Simply put. He's too pro the people in too many ways. And he wants to cut their taxes. He's going to mess up their money. Mm. That's why they don't want him in there. In my opinion. What do you think, Piper? I agree. Yeah. I mean, um, long story short, um, you know, so basically, uh, okay, you got the two-party structure, Mm -hmm. right? And so you've got, I don't know, a hundred and something parties, right? Yeah. But in general, the machines are going to be your Democratic Party and your Republican Party. There is the Green Party. There is the Working Families Party. There's these other parties. The Green Party operates as as a as an actual third party meaning you know if you vote for the green party candidate like that party actually gets the vote Mm -hmm. 
w- within the within the Working Families Party and some of the other parties, they're more within the Democratic Party, more on the left. So if you, you know, um, go for like a Working Families Party candidate, they're still going to run on the Democratic ticket. Well, Bernie Sanders is running on the Democratic Socialist ticket. The Democratic Socialists are part of the Democratic Party, right? And the reason that they do things in this way is because there's a belief that within the system of voting, you're going to vote, right? Like uh, when they count the elect, you know, the electoral votes, right? They're going to look at the popular vote and then they're going to you know, I mean, hopefully they're going to look at the popular vote and then they're going to give that give those votes. Right. Like where they see that they need to go. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a belief that if folks are giving their votes to like a whole additional other party, that it like basically pulls the left from what would have been like the Democratic Party, which is supposed to be. I guess a different, you know, it's supposed to be democracy. They're supposed to represent democracy. The Republican party is supposed to represent the Republic, you know, less government, blah, blah, blah. But, um, so I I really disagree. Like, I feel like it's all the same. I feel like it's all the same system. It's all the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, in, in the way that they operate now, maybe on paper, right? Like they, they, they purport to be, you know, these different values and things like that. But they're all, you know, warmongers. They're all super capitalists. They're all extra racist. You know, they're all, you know, dynamically misogynist. Like they're all, all of, you know, all of that. Mm-hmm. And so with that, um, what my, my personal belief is that the way that the system is set up currently, that it, it doesn't make sense to vote for a third party like right now if you want to actually have a candidate that quote unquote wins like in that system right to like be the president um and the and now if you want to have some seats on some down ballot you know um you know some some seats on some down ballot you know what i'm saying um candidate seats then you know positions um then that might be something to like look at a little bit differently. But if we're just strictly talking about the presidential race, then it's going to have to be Democrat Republican. Cause that's just like where all the mm. power is, you know what I'm saying? Like right now. And there's just no way currently to like, what would really have to happen to like break that up is like everybody who actually believes in freedom and democracy would have to leave. Right. Like the democratic party. And that's not going to happen. And as a matter of fact, the fact that Biden is very much ahead speaks to this is not just white folks, right? This is our neo neoliberal cousins are the is black people who are quote unquote successful, have a good job, have their degree. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, moving forward, w- like I said, I'm, a part of rising majority we're looking at like what does it really take to build real power from the ground up what is it that we need to do is it a new political vehicle is it you know um leaving this system altogether? is it you know creating 
our own candidate? Is it so we're just like contemplating all that, but um, without telling too much, I just want to, you know, give the undercurrent that, you know, the race class analysis that that needs to happen in order for us to get a real candidate and some real democracy, we're going to have to like triple down, like more than double down. We have to triple down the political education so that people really can have a race class analysis. Cause I feel like at this point people are still thinking super separate mm. and, and not all black people are the same. And that's the reason people resonate with like a Kanye West or a Candace Owens and say, you know, or, a you know, Ben Carson or a Omarosa or, a, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, or Condoleezza Rice for that matter, because the so-called successful black folks that have made it, that have their degrees in their houses and live in the suburbs and raise their kids in private schools and things are looking like, yeah, like I have done what I'm quote unquote supposed to do. I've made it. And so it's not even just those folks. It's just folks in general, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm with you. you know, um, how, how do you get folks to have empathy? How do you have folks that have, you know, means and resources to look back and say, I want to help other folks that need support. Like what, what, what type of um, encouragement or inspiration you know, needs to be in a person, right? For them to like want to do that. But then, you know, that's relying on the benevolence of others, right? But if we're talking about what we're talking about and is building power, then building real power, you're not relying on the benevolence of others, right? Mm -hmm. You're actually, you know, you actually have to take power. Mm -hmm. No one's going to give you any power. So this is what we're actually talking about. And this is the point where we are. And part of the reality that we also are going to have to face is that there's a possibility, it isn't like, let's say the Democrats give Biden the nomination, right? Let's say they give it to Bernie. If they give it to Bernie, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm giving Bernie my vote, obviously. If they if they give it to Bernie, I mean, if nothing else, it'll be funny to watch uh Bernie and Trump go at it. That'd be a good match right there. Like I just, I, if the Democrats were really more capitalist and greedy, they would really just, you know, go for that. But what they're really afraid of is like Deja said, they're really afraid that Bernie's message is going to get to more people and what people are, you know, they're, they're demonizing him as a socialist. He's not even a real freaking socialist. Like, I mean, you know, they're using this and saying, Oh, socialism. And they're all scared, but in real life, he's talking about social programs. He's talking about helping people. And in the end, rich people and people with power don't want to help people. And they, they want everyone enslaved and they don't want to give up any of their power. And that's really what we're talking about right now. And that's our fight. That's actually what we have to fight for. So the real fight is what we're going to see down the line in November. Mm. And the real fight is what we're going to have to do when Trump wins. And I really hate to say something like that, but we have to do scenario planning because the Very much so. everything that he's been doing in office to dismantle democracy, if, if he gets in a second time, is just going to be like carte blanche for him to do whatever he wants to do and destroy as many laws that keep us safe. Um, I shouldn't even say to keep us safe, but as many laws, you know, as possible. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Thanks for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got a lot of work to do. All I these like, people talking I, about they I, don't want to vote or they don't want to participate or they don't want to. I mean, I'm not trying to shame people. I'm just. Political I, education is an action. I'm just like, yeah, we, we, we got to just. It's our fault. We have to get in the streets. We have to teach more. And we have to give people a reason, right? Like to want to get involved. Okay. We have to give people this reason. So, so I don't I know. That's I what really, I'm doing in 2020. 2020 clear vision. It'd, it'd be nice <laughs> to get uh, the Hip Hop Caucus back on here. Um, I like that group. Yeah. You know, on here. Yeah, let's let's work on that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So you want to move to the next topic? I mean. Was this hurting your head? <laughs> no. No, I mean, I'm just listening. I mean. Yeah. Just just really listening and trying to, I, I like perspective. So, I mean, I think, uh, <laughs> I just think it'll be interesting to see who, to see Biden and Sanders um, kind of face off and hear how, you know, I hear, I've heard Biden kind of discuss his perspective on Bernie and what Bernie wants to do with certain policies with health care. And it just seems like. So, hey, I, while you were talking, go ahead and keep talking. Uh-huh. I, um, Kelly, I'm going to put you on hold right quick. Um, okay. I just I just called you, but I'm going to put Hi, you Kelly. on the phone. And uh, we're on our podcast, but I'm going to let I'm going to let um, Brittany finish her thought and then I'm going to put you on the air. OK. okay. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Shout Brittany. out to Kelly. I love Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was just saying, like, uh, I like I like I understand where Biden is coming from with health care. And I also understand where Bernie is coming from with health care. I mean, I don't know much about it, but I'll just say that it's interesting when Biden talks about how he really believes in Obamacare. And he understands that any time that you like put, you know, certain policies in place, um, it doesn't mean that they're supposed to stay the way that they are. You can build on them, especially if they're a halfway decent policy. So to just, um, you know, to just throw away, you know, the bag, I say that with, you know, using slang and just say everybody should get every, you know, everything and, you know, make our economy kind of waver because it's expensive. Maybe we just add on more to Obamacare. And I just remember one debate, they were all kind of jumping on Bernie because they say he's extreme. But I don't know if he's extreme. I do say he's consistent. Um, I just don't know how I feel about how he wants to enact the things that he believes in. Um, I don't really trust Biden or Sanders. Um, but if I had to choose between the two, I'm, I'm wondering if it would be Sanders. So I just um, don't know, like, if he can really put in the things into place that he wants to put in place um, to the point y'all are making about how people feel about him. If you, mm, you know, and that's real. I don't know. I just don't know. But it's, it is interesting, though, because I don't think. They're that far fetched in thought. I mean, really, no Democrat is that. I'd have never really met a Democrat that was way extreme. Like they all seem to be most, more, more tight knit in, in the thought. Center. Yeah. yeah, so it'll be interesting. So I'm gonna bring on. Um, I'm gonna bring on Dr. Kelly Hay, who um, is from Oakland University and um, is a very learned professor of um, media of. Um, I would say would be in in general, we'll say social studies. But, you know, I would say she's an expert in uh, women's studies, women and gender studies um, and a lot of different things. And, uh, 
yeah, I, I'm very excited that um, she decided to take my call because we oft, often have political conversations. And um, Kelly, I wanted you, or Dr. Hay, I wanted you to give us um, your assessment of this political moment. And I, I, I have you in the air right now. So what, what are your thoughts about this political moment right now? Well, I think that the reason that Bernie seems extreme is because he is pretty to the left uh, of center. And it's only because we've become so used to centrists that he, you know, is an outlier. Um, He threatens everything, you know, a lot of status quo. Um, He goes against the grain. Uh, He's working class identified. And, you know, so is Biden to some extent. Um, He is more radical in the in the positions he takes on, you know, Immigration, you know, open borders, um, free tuition, universal health care. Those are big moves away from like what Brittany was talking about with Obamacare. Um, but the, the, so there's been such resistance to Obamacare um, and there's been such a, you know, anti-government tide along with, you know, Trump followers that I think, you know, as my wife has said, she's a historian and probably could weigh in way more than me. Um, you know, we deserve Bernie because of all the, you know, undoing that, you know, the the right has done with all kinds of policy that's scary. Whether from the military to, you know, social policy to now we're denaturalizing people. Mm-hmm. Wow. So no, I just, I, I mean, I just said, wow, because you said we're denaturalizing people. And just that thought right there is like, I mean, I've been watching it and seeing it happen, but you just gave it a name. And so that kind of super resonated with me really deeply in that moment. Uh, so this is a moment that's, you know, we're going, you know, I don't think that that the Democratic Party wants to go from one kind of right wing to another kind of left wing there. That's why every candidate that's dropped out is, I think, going with Biden, because he's much more. He has, well, first of all, he, he works on both sides of the aisle better than anyone that was in the race. Um, and, you know, when he supports Republicans, he's out there about it. He's campaigned for some. Um, but he still kind of has that resonance with working class and kind of underdog people. Um just not across the the whole spectrum you know there's you know certain communities like african-american um middle class often church-going um folks that consider themselves moderates he's very popular bernie doesn't necessarily have that community as of yet but he's got the young community um and he has definitely progressives you know they they want something not the center um so uh, i don't know uh, it was it was hard decision for me to cast my vote really hard, not because of Biden. That was he was out from the beginning. But um. <laughs> so um, what can, so can you, and you said you voted, right, Kelly? Yeah, I, I have an absentee ballot. And I think they're asking for more folks to do actually absentee ballots, right? Right. And, you know, some people really like the polls and they like that getting that sticker and, you know, doing their duty and, you know, all that. And it's, I, you know, I, I liked it too until the lines got me crazy. Mm-hmm. So the absentee is better. But man, you, you know, I find it when I go and vote, it's like, boom, I just do it. But when I had all this time to think about it, it was like, uh, as soon as I made a choice, I was like, is that the right one? You know? <laughs> mm. Wow. And so like right now, right. What are your thoughts in terms of 
a a Biden Trump election? Well, I think that's what the Democratic Party would like. And I think people would start putting money behind it in a serious way um, to beat Trump. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see how much money Bloomberg gives mm. um, if Biden gets the ticket. And we'll see how much money people don't give or who does give if Bernie gets the ticket. But if it's a Biden campaign, I think it's going to be very interesting how he tries to get back the working class that felt disenfranchised that Trump, you know, kind of mobilized. That's what I think is going to be interesting. Like I would, my brother is all about Trump, but we come from the same family, same background. And he grew up in Oakland, which is very much like California, which is very much like uh, Detroit in terms of its racial politics and white flight and all that kind of stuff. And he sounds like he comes straight out of the Mississippi Delta. Mm. Like you'd never know this boy grew up in a black city he and it's cultivated none of us sound like that he grew up you know and then in the suburbs uh, but you know if biden could woo him um you know if biden wore leather and rode a harley i think my brother could swing you know, <laughs> if he just if he just talked the right talk right so what are your thoughts about if trump wins oh Oh, I don't want to have those thoughts. Yeah, me neither. We're not <laughs> oh, even going to... we're going to... Um, you know, he has momentum for the things that he's putting into place, like denaturalizing people, the anti-immigration movement, getting rid of Roe versus Wade. That, that kind of stuff scares me. But, you know, so does all the pushback on climate change and, um, you know, letting people pollute bodies of water. So I think it's a disaster, literally, for the environment and for any kind of uh, sustainable life that isn't kind of driven by corporations. Right. So, okay, on the optimistic side, what about if Bernie wins? <laughs> well, then that side is, um, well, then the Republicans go crazy and try to win back the House and have the Senate, in which case Bernie couldn't do anything. And, the, and yeah. then he'd be like Obama. I think that, yeah, that's... Well, that's, yeah, he'd be blocked, you know. Vote. You know, they could filibuster, they could just vote no and have majorities. Um, they, could, they could do a lot of things, you know, like stopping judge nominations, um, uh, you know, not passing bills. Um, all, there are whole kinds of, all kinds of things. If you want to, you know, like not letting universal health care happen, um, I can't see this country following uh, open border kind of... Uh, practice so i think that the big things that he wants would be he would get so much pushback that he wouldn't you know for every two steps forward to be a step back so i think on the other hand he, he would create this opening that then hopefully other people would want to see continue um but people would have to step up and you know look at who was on the platform there was nobody like bernie i mean he was pretty far to the left relative to everybody else everybody else was closer together than they were, you know, to him. So then I guess my other question is, what are some scenarios that we should, what are some possible scenarios that we could, that are solution oriented that we could look at um, in terms of if Trump wins? People have to stay active. Um, then then the, the best thing for uh, other parties would be to get the Senate back. 
if Democrats had the Senate and the House when Trump was in his second term, they could do a lot of, you know, slowing things down. Well, you heard it from the um, the horse's mouth. <laughs> hey, my last name's Hey. You trying to mess with me? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, 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 we thank you, Dr. Hey, for, you know, calling in and giving us your words of wisdom we super appreciate you yes Kelly. Uh, well thank you for the flattering remarks i'm so not used to being dr hay <laughs> <laughs> we're on air so i'm trying to use your moniker um okay. it is it's a moniker it's a performance yeah <laughs> so i'm gonna um i'm gonna try to bring you in some more this year because you're so brilliant i know you're going on vacation not vacation you're going on your um your excursion to work on your next project but um when you come back, I want to, you know, have some more political conversations. I'm sure the landscape will have transformed even more by then, by the time you get back. So oh, probably definitely. More to talk we'll about. know who's going to have the nomination, that's for sure. Yeah. So this is wonderful. Well, thank you very much. We're going to uh, hang up now, but we just want to say thank you. And you have a, oh, you're welcome. Thank a great you. Have a nice evening. Thank Peace. you. Peace. Bye. So what'd you guys think about Dr. Hay? That's good. Loved it. That was great. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty brilliant. That's one of my good friends. We um consistently have our political conversations. I have good friends like that that are super smart. I'll try to like call more folks in as we uh as we do stuff. I know uh Brittany loved when she came to the Black to Just Transition and we were doing one of our political like well at that point we'd already done our analysis we were kind of we were like doing an analysis of our analysis <laughs> yeah it was great it was awesome <laughs> yeah that's what we do all day um so that was cool i guess we can move to a more fun topic um spike lee i don't, I don't know about fun it just i don't know how to feel you guys know about it i um, don't Deja. what happened um well you Piper, when you were in New York, did was Spike known for being at the games then? Doing what? Was Spike when you were in New York, living in New York, was Spike Lee known for like being at the games? Oh, that was his thing. That was part of that yeah, was part always. Yeah. So I think that we all like Deja, you knew that too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, you know, he's been a long time season ticket holder. Uh exactly when he did a press run about this, he's noted that he spent about ten million dollars over the years and tickets and um according to the Knicks organization they've been asking him um they didn't really I didn't really see anything in writing about how many times they've asked him not to enter through the employee um entrance and that there's a VIP entrance that he could enter into um and then yesterday according I mean not yesterday but the day of the game according to both uh, Spike Lee and the uh, Knicks organization, they stated that he was asked not to come through there and to like enter through another way. But he had already, the way it's set up, he had already gotten um, all the way um, to where he almost needed to be. So him walking all the way back around to go through another entrance would have been like a complete, like a complete, uh, like just a hurdle. So of course he, you know, you know, made a little scene about it and what did the scene look like uh he was just kind of telling them like you know i always enter through here like um like call the police like i don't care what, what? you have to do like i'm not i'm not i'm not le- i'm not going back around like i'm 
I'm staying here. And so they told him like he needed to leave like that. He he wasn't welcome anymore for that game. And, Who told him? A security guard or like um, the head of the NBA? One, so Dolan is the gentleman, that's his last name, that owns the Knicks. I don't think it was him. Um, I think it was somebody like a director or a head of security that like basically told him like, you know, at that point he needed to leave the arena. And uh, so his argument, that's all his argument is, is that it sounds personal. His argument is, is for 28 years, he's been coming through that entrance. Like, right. He spends he's tons like of money. He's that's a, like grandpa. Yeah. And <laughs> he should, you know, basically be able to enter. Yeah. So what makes it a little bit more interesting is that the Knicks put out a formal response that said that his um, his antics are nothing but laughable. Literally. Whoa. Which and which, said, which uh, wait which NBA the, the executive sp- the from- spokesperson for Dolan the who owns the who owns the stadium who owns the team like said and he's the same guy that kicked out Charles Oakley a few years back got Charles Oakley kicked out Charles Oakley I think got into an altercation with security or a fan and he's you know was the heart of the Knicks just as much as Patrick Ewing was so maybe five years ago if that like. There was an altercation, and he got escorted out the and arrested out of uh, Madison Square Garden. So now, fast forward, got Spike Lee. So yeah, they said he was uh, the spokesperson for Dolan. Said it was laughable, especially because this wasn't the first time they've asked him not to enter. What so, is the why can't so they let the, him enter through this entrance? So the so basically, they caught themselves doing giving him a hard no this time. From their perspective, he just said his thing was all he talked about was, you know, he feels like the way they handled it, of course, was wrong. He said he was done going to any game for the rest of the season. He needs to, like, really think about as he has Knicks wear on. I'm not down on him. I'm just giving you the full picture. He did a press run. And then during his press run, he went to ESPN. He went to Stephen A. Smith. You know, he went and did all these shows and basically with the Nick gear on. Saying like he's done for the, you know, he's done supporting him at least for the year, and he spent over ten million dollars, and he's been a, you know, a super fan for twenty eight years. Mm. So I know he's hurting. That's messed up. Yeah. What do y'all think? I just, I mean, if they told him already not to go through that door, then that was on him if he didn't, you know, adhere those instructions. But to make a scene about it and call it laughable, and he's. You know, such a dedicated fan. Yeah, laughable. Yeah, that was rude. Yeah, that was very rude. That wasn't cool. Yeah, but I think I mean he's a celebrity. Everyone treats celebrities special, right? And of course, their thing is is that they're saying he has a there's a VIP session. So you think that if Arnold Schwarzenegger wanted to go through there, or if um, hell no, any of their people that they look at like that wanted to go through there. Uh, with that tenure, hell no. What, what was like? Oh, I'm gonna right. Employee only means employee only. I don't care what your celebrity status is. If you're not supposed to be back there, I you're not supposed agree. to be back there. I agree with that, but I also agree with the fact that they wouldn't have made a, as much of a scene about it. They probably yeah. would have. They probably would have done it, handled it much differently. They wouldn't have. And it I wouldn't have been an issue. It How went. About that? It went all mm. the way up top. If it was, if it was Arnold Schwarzenegger, if it was any of their people, it wouldn't have been an issue. They'd have thought it was cute. 
No, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> they thought he was grandpa. I mean, they, st- they, and they said it was that Danny DeVito. They've been they were having issues, a lot of security issues at that entrance because people are able to, you know. That's what I'm saying. They told him not to go through it for a reason. So, so. like, but uh, you know, it's it's. I mean, like we get that, but like I, celebrities have like a whole nother that's world and them layer. putting so that is on that, that yeah. So I, I would agree with that. Spike should come off his pedestal a little bit. But at the same time, like, what's the point of being a celebrity? I mean, there's other celebrities. <laughs> their, their thing is that they're the celebrities. But if you can't break rules. But a lot of people are saying too, like, it's crazy because look at Drake. Look, look how Toronto treats Drake. Like, and not a, in a comparison, in a way of like they need to treat Spike like that. It's just interesting to look at, evaluate. New York did used to treat Spike very well, mm-hmm. but this new New York is like a new Detroit with all this gentrification. And it's really that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. It's just about like power and control. It's, it's I think that's definitely really what terrible. it is. It is power. It's a power move on Dolan. Like it's just a power move. I just think it's interesting that you know what Spike is gonna have to do. They said for him to start supporting the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I was gonna say another <laughs> team. Well, no, he's gonna have to like get some dirt on that Nolan dude mm-hmm. and like get like a um you know a blocked IP address. And like, just put it out, put him out with like all his dirt on the on the blocked IP address, and just put out like like get somebody to follow him, and then put all his dirt on the internet, like, mm-hmm. and then and then send it to a uh, Associated Press and Getty, and like have it spread to like all the news outlets, embarrass him. That's hilarious. No, that's what you do when you have money. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, yeah, that could work, but at the end of the day, they still might not let him through that employee entrance. It's just funny that the Knicks, <laughs> yeah. the Knicks suck so bad in that acting like that. God, they <laughs> have been horrible for over. I mean, the 20 Knicks years. never win. It was hard living in New York City. Like I used to try to, I used to try to like, you know, really be like down for the Knicks. But the entire time that I lived in New York City, I just I could only, you know. Root for the Pistons. Also, too, because we had Chauncey Billups. Yeah. Oh, I miss Chauncey. He's the greatest. Was it, his his game is no one <laughs> can play like him. Like he just makes you want to watch the game. It's so true. Like he, you know, he, the step back jumper hits the three. Oh, uh, his game is beautiful. It is beautiful. Beautiful. Like his court, his court <laughs> game, like his dribble, like his fakes, <laughs> like his fades, his you know, when he shoots, like yeah. every single thing that Chauncey Billups does is perfect. Fire. It's like art. It is. I'm like, oh my God, I'm such a Chauncey Billups. And like when I watch basketball now. I just see people going back and forth and I'm like, man, what happened to the the little swagoo, you know, that that uh, Chauncey put on it, you know, on the floor like that made me want to watch the the game. Me just too. the way he went, you know, the way he maneuvers just like, <sighs> I just missed that. Hope you don't have a crush on him. <laughs> no, it's it just, was a joke. Come on. It's just like, you know, when you watch. I don't know, someone that can dance really well or someone who, you know, mm-hmm. an amazing artist or a painter or whatever. They make it's, what they do just look very, like like you just said, like, like music, art. music, yeah. you know? It's yeah. just like, and the, his rhythm and the way he just, you know, uh, maneuvered, like I said, on the court. Like, it's just It's funny you flawless. say that because he doesn't, 
his game doesn't mimic anyone else. No. He has his own game. Very special. Yeah. Right? I would agree. Yeah, very special game. And um, I, I, I miss his playing. Like, I miss him I in the too. game. I'm like, man, Chauncey, where'd you go? Yeah. He's probably chilling. He does. Uh, he does. He does. Um, You know, not talk. He wouldn't wouldn't call it like a talk show, but he does sports reporting. Really? Yeah, and he was. They were trying to get him to coach the Cleveland Cavaliers too a few mm. years back. Right? I just want to see him play. I'm be honest with you. Me too. I, I wish he would be in the big three Sorry, league. Even though he I don't do I that. Want to see you play? I don't think I want to hear you talk. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's but. really smart too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's our what's our next topic, darling? Rolling on through. I know. Right? Oh well, um, it's up to you. Speaking of rolling on through, Deja. So you have two things. You were going to talk about the con. You're going to talk about the concert you went to and an upcoming concert for mm-hmm. the artist of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I went to go see Griselda, and they are a rap group from Buffalo, New York. Um, they are signed to Shady Records, which is Eminem's label. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't know. I think they might be independent. I don't know if they're like signed or independent or not. But affiliated for sure, right? Yeah, affiliated. And they're also about to sign Boldy James. Boldy. Like Griselda is about to sign Boldy James, who's from Detroit. So that's major. I'm so excited. That's super cool. When did they announce that? <laughs> At their show the other night. What? Yeah. That was- is crazy. <laughs> I was so hyped. So he's going to be like a part of them. Yeah. That's well, dope. he's not going to be a part of Griselda. He's just going to be his own thing. Mm-hmm. That's on dope. their label. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see what they cook up. Like he's already d- like Boldy has already um, done a project with Al- with the Alchemist. That's out. That's really good. So. I want to listen to that. I saw that. Yeah. Well, Boldy did a project with the Alchemist. Yes. The producer. Yes. Okay. I love the Alchemist. I know. Too. Like These one of my favorite are... producers. These loops. I love The Alchemist. He's an inspiration mm. of mine, too. So Interesting. I love that project. I love Griselda. The show was great. I went with my favorite cousin, so we had a great time. Um, I bought a hoodie afterward. Nice. Where was it? Um, it was at St. Andrews. And, okay, so we've talked about St. Andrews mm-hmm. before. What was the St. Andrews experience like, like seeing the concert for you? It was great. Um, we got early bird tickets, so we went in first. And we were like right at the like the barrier where the crowd is. We were like right up front. And one of the opening acts, um, he gave everybody some cups and like a double shots worth of honey. No, he didn't. I swear. He and was it wasn't really cool. laced? No. Uh-huh. He opened it in front of us and it was fresh. It was strong. It was strong. Yeah. <laughs> but it was cool. I'd be paranoid. Does he put like a hypodermic? I mean, she's at a no. I saw mom. him open the bottle, like take no, the I mean, seal like, off through and the everything. Cap, like to put a hypodermic <laughs> needle like through the cap. He wants people to vibe out at the show. Pipe. Yeah, you'd be vibing. <laughs> <laughs> Mama Piper. Right. <laughs> Good points have been made. Not gonna lie. No. Okay. So so he <laughs> so okay so this is one bottle he opened and how many people did this bottle feed? Enough for like the front stage. Is the stage like, front? Maybe like 20, 25 people, something like that? Like 15. Mm-hmm. Maybe 15. So like cool. everybody in the front got the shot. Mm-hmm. Well, Brianna passed, but like the dude behind her stuck his hand out and he got I'm sure. Some. Yeah. <laughs> you know some greedy dude is always on a, no offense stick his hand out mm-hmm. and peep did he move did he push her to get it <laughs> oh of course you know they were like you know invading personal space oh but my did she did he spill it on no okay, no no, no. He, they were just closed but i mean it's a concert so people are gonna be hyper and too close anyway that's just 
a part of the culture. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, how was the crowd? Like, did it? Did they? Was the, did the crowd do Griselda justice? Oh, of course. Yes. Yes. The crowd was so hype. We were all hype. We all knew the lyrics. Yes. And Boldy James came out on stage that night too. So that was hype. That's cool. Yeah, it was a great night. So you, what did oh, Boldy do? Did he did he do something or he just like Oh, he has up? a song with West Side Gun and Jay Worthy on um West Side Gun's latest album. So they did their song on there. It's called It's Possible. And Boldy came out and then uh West Side Gun did his verse on that song. And then what? Um, Baldy and Benny the Butcher, who is West Side Gun's cousin, is also a part of Griselda. They did a song. They performed a song that they have out together on an Alchemist beat. Yeah, oh. Benny the Butcher has been like putting in a lot of work. Yeah, he goes been putting out a lot, a lot of work. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a hardworking person. I love his mm-hmm. name, too. Hip-hop. He's hungry. Mm-hmm. He's hungry, so. Yeah. I love all three of them. Conway's dope. West Side's dope. Benny's dope. Everybody dope. Yeah. yeah. They sign. <laughs> Baldy, he's dope. So, like, the, so who, was anyone else on the show? Um. Yeah, they had some openers from Buffalo, unfortunately. Oh, that's cool. I don't remember their names. Were they good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They they had the crowd hype. Okay. Um, I was getting tired like toward the end of it. Really? But then that the dude that had was the, the henny, henny came out. In? Yeah. No, this was before <laughs> the henny. I was yeah. so I was kind of bored, Loki. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. just ready to see West Side and because the show started at eight, but they didn't come out until eleven. So Whoa. imagine I'd just standing asleep. there. I was I was falling asleep. And then eleven. Yeah, they came out at. A, that's when the main act came out. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Why do Why do artists do that? That drives me insane. It's like, me too. what are we going to do? We'll come out late. Like, why? Doors open at home. six. They come out at one. Like, I hate what? that. Crazy. I don't know. I don't know if it's the venue or what. I don't know if it's them. It's an artist. It is? Mm-hmm. So then... Um, but I thought they have to, depending on when the venue wants to close, they have to pay a fine for staying over. They do. They have to pay, um, like, overtime. Yes. Yeah, they so, stay late. So they choose to do that by coming out late? Is what yes. What? They, you know, they be like, they, 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 you know, they got a little warm up. Like, oh my God, I just want to see your show. I want to go home. Man, uh. So, um, so you said you bought some merchandise from them? Yep. I bought a yellow Griselda hoodie. Okay. What you're going to wear it? Do? Yeah. I got to wash it though. I wore this like black shirt under it the next day and it got full of yellow pills from it. Oh man. So I got to get those off my shirt now, but that hoodie is hard. I love it. I, was gonna ask I, I got to protect it like <laughs> I want to see wanna it. I don't want to wear it. I wore my Erica Badu and Ali Shaheed Muhammad hoodies out, so I got to protect this one. Yeah. Okay. That's what's up. I'm a, I'm a, I might be like a hoodie collector. That might be my thing. That's okay. dope. We going to see. You yeah. don't see. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a great state. You know, I got to get a Larry June hoodie next. Oh, oh and so um, as you guys know, you should be very familiar with Willis Showbar, Willis Showbar by now if you've ever supported Piper or It's Food Detroit. So on April 1st, they're going to have Roy Ayers performing. And the second. And the second? He's doing yeah. two shows. Two shows. Oh, my gosh. I think okay. it's going to be four shows. Like, two each day. Don't. Oh, my God. Damn. All right. Well, I'm going to need those two days off because <laughs> I love Ray Ayers. I'm I coming. swear. I'm, I'm going. You want to go? In there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm in there. And it's 
All Look. generations are gonna be in his shoe. My mom's oh, generation yeah, yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah. up in there. For I sure, for sure. Great. <laughs> I saw him at Shane Park last year with my mom, and mm. it was great. Oh, like, I wish I could have went to that. That one. was amazing, just to experience that with her. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see him now in an intimate setting with better sound. Oh my god, I cannot mm. believe that he is gonna be up there. Yes, that's right? crazy. That's it's so like this is epic. <laughs> Blown. Epic. Yeah, I, my mind's blown. Like, my wig is blown back. Like, it's wow. just so random. Like, you wouldn't even ever Roy Ayers, Willis Shobar. Well, I'll tell you why I know. Because mm-hmm. my first time there was the Amp Fiddler um, event. Mm. Oh, last week? No, no, like about um, two years ago or something like that. Mm. Amp Fiddler did this private event. And um, that was how I got introduced to it. And I was like, "Woo, what is this place? It was gorgeous. Mm. And um, his event was amazing. And he played. And I was like, yeah, what, what was it? It's like his 60th birthday or something incredible like what? that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah, don't look it. No, <laughs> but, it, but it was awesome. Yeah. And then, yeah, like we, you know, enjoyed the evening. And then we did the... Um, Grace Jones after party oh, there. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I remember we, that. And then like what was a couple of weeks ago, we did the Raphael Sadiq after party. So it's it's. I mean, there's lots of other like cool stuff that happens there throughout the week. Our event is the best event though. No, no, no competition. <laughs> no competition. Um, <laughs> love Tuesday nights. You know, with us mm-hmm. we do. Ours is called the Family Tree, and we do. Um, we have no cover. Every Tuesday, like six to one, Willis Show Bar. And you could come hear some Roy Ayers music at any given time. Um, <laughs> I DJ from six to eight. Piper yeah. is a cold yeah, DJ. Yeah, she you is, guys. Oh, thank you. That's, ha- that's DJ ha- Peace Pipe. <laughs> yes, DJ Peace Pipe. <laughs> I had to go up to the booth and ask her what she is playing. Yeah, like, she is cold. <laughs> She's good. She over oh, here blushing. Yes. Yeah, she- so maybe we can get you as a guest DJ. That'd be cool. Oh, I still got to get my skills up. Yeah. Gotta get your skills up. Okay. Yeah. All you got to do is play though, Dave. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, but also Drake is, uh, Drake Pfeiffer. Mm, shout Mechanic. out to Drake, yeah. He DJs there. Um, He kind of does like, like after me, like he does like either like, you know, like nine to, to 10 or like, you know, eight to 10, something like that. And then um, the legendary DJ Stacey Hotwax um, Hale, she spends like the late night, like, you know, 10 to 1, 11 to 1. Um, and then we have Kendra Parker, you know, Kendra. super amazing mm-hmm. um, Motown's PR girl. Um, and then we just have like a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of people come out. It's like an industry night for like networking. Um, I know we've had Hill Harper come out there. He came up to me and asked me what I was spinning. That's dope. And, Look you know, I played you. some great mm-hmm. music for him. He hit me up on the DMs like, what was that uh. record? <laughs> what was that record you played, you know? And I sent him some, some you know, records and stuff. You put him on some stuff? Yeah. That's hey. dope. So that was pretty music cool. Music is a beautiful thing. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, but Roy Ayers, the first and second of April. I'm excited. I am not excited. I, as soon as I get paid, I'm buying these tickets. Also, Jill Scott is How coming much? June seventh. So there are some pretty good shows coming to Detroit. Yeah, oh, you can okay. You gotta run us down if you know what shows are coming. Like, let us know. So please. We know. Yes, I love Jill Scott. Yeah, oh my June seventh. 
I'm excited. We mm-hmm. gotta go. I would definitely put go. that in the calendar. Yeah, she's performing her first album, um, Words and Sounds. So oh man, Joe's even got, better. Where so. is it gonna be? At the Fox. Mm, I've never been tickets. Might be. I know. How much is Roy I, Ayers? I don't know. I don't know. I asked, and I'm not sure. It's like probably on some private, like need to know type basis. I mean, for it to be advertised, it must be posted. So that, it's gonna I sell just didn't out. See the it's gonna sell out in like two. It seconds. is sell out in twenty minutes. For real, it's that yeah. Kamasi Washington. Remember that? Um, what coming. was that show, Brittany? Remember that show sold out in twenty minutes? What was that? Oh, that was the Kanye. Remember oh yeah. When I was working the Kanye. Oh yeah. Um, concert. Was, was it last year? It was. That was May. last year. <laughs> oh yeah. What? And I was working the Kanye thing at a private secret Kanye event. And I text Brittany and Brittany was like, I'm getting my tickets. And then like, I got one. I got was it like, t- was it 20 minutes mm-hmm. or something? You try to get it for your coworker and it was sold out. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got, I got mine and then something happened, but it sold out fast. Yeah. And it, it was 20 even, minutes. It wasn't even, you can even purchase it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brittany was like, there's a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just. I mean, people do do that where they buy tickets and then they'll like upsell them on um, StubHub or something like that. Yeah, Mm. they be getting these bots so the bots can get Mm -hmm. more tickets at one one time or whatever. Horrible. Man. But I just looked up the Ray Ayers show. So they're selling it by bar stool or by booth Mm -hmm. um, or table. So it's $35 at a bar stool. Two person table is seventy dollars, which is like the mid section in the mm-hmm. venue, and then um, the booths start at one forty. We should just all get a booth. I think that's fair. Split it. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. I oh do my god! Too. I just just get yeah, get a booth and just split it down the middle. Yeah. Okay. Let's Find do it. Homies. It'd be like 12, 13 people in the booth. Yeah, for real. You can <laughs> sit on each other's laps. Well, Sean, can I get a discount? Everybody pay $5. Unless they start <laughs> tripping about the capacity in but, there. But speaking of Willis, we got, a, uh, ticket. we got another pop-up next uh, Thursday at Willis. Yes. Really? With food. We're going to do, um, what are we going to do? Oh, we're going to do the Linwood salad. And we're going to do... Um, Neapolitan cake by Black Cocoa Bakes. We're just going to do some cheesecake. And we're going to do another sandwich. Not the yeah. Sienna? Not the Sienna. <gasps> What's the sandwich that you're going to do? Um, you trying to decide? Yeah, kind of, sort of. Um, I think we are going to do the VBLT, though. It's the... Okay. Uh, it's the the um, BLT is really good. The bacon is really, really good that we use. The C10 is really, 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 really good. And we're going to do <laughs> so what's nachos. So the uh, Linwood salad? The Linwood salad is like a um, classic coney that you would find on Linwood. That's why I call it Linwood salad. And plus that's where, um, that's Sanaa's hood, which is not far from here. In my hood too. Yeah. So yeah. basically we just put, uh, we use green leaf lettuce because, you know, half the battle of the salad salad is good lettuce yes so um that and then we use um like a a sharp cheddar cheese then Mm -hmm. we use uh grape tomatoes we use red onion we use cucumbers real simple like real real simple what's the dressing um it's uh it's vegan ranch okay so it's uh it's just like a coney salad that you would get from coney and it's delicious okay it is fire oh and bacon bits so you vegan bacon bits no nah, real bacon no nah, it's the vegan bacon <laughs> <bits>. <laughs> it's vegan I'm it's like yeah, did y'all it's buy a pig? My fork. okay yeah so that's uh that's next Thursday that's March 12th 
Okay. So excited about that. And then we might be joining you a few nights too coming up starting in May. I kept asking. I was like, can we please get its food? Like I was asking and a lot of other people were asking yeah. if we could have its food for our night. So Yeah, y'all are yeah. well favored in there. Right? So they asked us to do some reoccurring stuff. So. Man, I'm going to have to put some insurance on Brittany because these vegan people are going to be looking at her like, why are they hiring her? But so, your food is amazing. It is. You know, we're working on some things. We really are working on some things. Week. They were good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping this summer we'll have a like a day party, do up a day party with some pizza and do all different kinds just of one? stuff. Or like a recurring one. No, just probably one. I'm thinking of two big ones for the summer. Yeah. One that'll be like more so like for like small, like a small, like a big one as in the mm-hmm. concept, not necessarily the amount of people attending. But we used to have a day party at the Majestic outside. That's, that's where I'm deck. thinking about having it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the duo. That's where I work, you know. Ah. That's the, the, at the pizzeria. I didn't know yeah. that's the pizzeria where you work. Mm-hmm. I would have been coming to see you. Yeah, you should have been. I'm going to come harass you. Please do. It's fine. <laughs> no, we, I'm there we, every uh, Saturday. We, we we used to do a party there. It's um, a great spot, right? It's like Yeah, we used perfect. to do with the, the, the do-over Detroit there. Okay. And it was, um, you know, because the do-over is famous in L.A. It's like a Dilla-inspired. Yeah, I was going to say, I've, I feel like I've seen house shoes the... Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, I'm mad at you about something, Deja, but I'll tell you in a second. Yeah, Uh-oh. off air. Uh-oh. No, no, it's, no, if it's, if it's into this conversation. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but <clears throat> but it went, it went really well. People used to come a lot. Mm-hmm. We would have the deck, um, outdoors, a lot of fun. So I think day parties, you know, they're... That people like them. Yeah, I just want them to bake pies out there, like in my bake own little pies. Sli- pizza. You know, like oh, oh, cell slices. When you said di- bake pie, immediately I thought of like some blueberry pie. No, like, no, no, no. <laughs> you know, that's the other like the pizza pies. Yeah, like a pizza pie. But yeah, I just Brittany wanna... loves pizza. Can I tell you a pizza story? Okay. Oh my god. So this is kind of funny. It's not that long winded. So basically. I told you guys I had to go to training, so I went to Brooklyn just to eat. So I just ate, like, at a whole bunch of different vegan restaurants, like, a whole bunch of pizzerias, just, like, mm. crammed it in, like, mm-hmm. just, you know. So first night, um, me and my friend, we went to uh, this place called Lucali. So we walked up. It was, like, a, just like a, like a, he was like, yeah, I want to take you here. I think you'll like it. I'm like, all right, cool. So we get up to the door. It's, like, 8 o'clock. And they're like, um, sorry, we're done for the night. And we're like, What? They like, uh, yeah, our list opened up at 545 and um, it closed tonight at six. So we're like, what? Like, they're like, yeah, if you don't want to get crushed again, you better be out here at 545. I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm like, what is what is the big deal? You're like, oh, um, you know, ever since Jay-Z and Beyonce said this was their favorite pizzeria, people have been coming here. So I'm like, oh, man. So the next day I'm like, I'm. I met up with my homegirl. I'm like, we got to go stand in line. Like, I got to go to this pizzeria, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So I started looking up the YouTube videos about it. So I'm seeing the owner talk about he had no culinary experience. I'm like, dog, that sounds just like me. Like, opened up this pizzeria, da, 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 da. And they, you know, like, it's all marketing. Like, you know, but everybody, like, even this show called Barstools that, like, rates pizza. Like, this guy gave it a 9.3, which is, like, the top four ratings on this, like, show. This guy's, like, wow. this jackass uh white dude Food from critic. from Boston that went to like U of M so he thinks he's hot shit but he actually rates pizza pretty fair so he gives this place a 9.3 so it's like popping for like because it's like trendy but then like people actually say the pizza's good so mm. I'm like man I'm curious so 
get there at five o'clock and the line is already wrapped around the corner. It's cold, cold. Of course. So I'm like, oh I can't gosh. believe I'm standing in this line like a lame. Like, so we get we we asking people like, what what time they give y'all? They like nine thirty. It's it's not even five forty five. We get up to the line. They like, uh, y'all can come back at like eleven forty five. So I'm like, all right, cool. So we go back. We um we go sit in there. Uh, oh, they, we oh, we go back first. We pull up. It's like eleven thirty. I'm like, uh, I call. I'm like, uh, I'm thinking they're about to play us. I'm like, uh, are y'all gonna call us? They're like, oh, our, our reservations are behind. We gonna call you. They called in about ten minutes, so we probably started eating at like twelve. So we start eating. We eat. Um, we got a calzone and we got uh a whole a whole pie. We got a whole pizza and split it. And so it was really good. I give it like a. I give it like a 9.2, like a 9. I'll give it a straight 9. <laughs> it was really good, though. It was really, really wow. good. And, you know, for it to be like at the end of the night, like they didn't just half-ass it. And shout out to all the chefs they had on uh, Marathon Continue hat. So super Aww. dope. And so, like, um, it was real bougie, whatever, whatever. So at the end of the night, like, we about to leave. And, like, the dude walks up. And I look, and I'm like, it's the owner. So I'm like, oh, man. I was like, I was just looking at you on YouTube. I'm not fanning. I'm like, but... Like, I make pizza. I've been making pizza for a while. Like, so you remind me of me. And so he was like, oh, for real? He was like, you know, what kind of dough you use? So I'm telling him. And so then he was like, I was like, yeah, I'm from Detroit. He was like, oh, I was just in Detroit. He was like, is it really coming back like they say it is? And I'm like, uh, I was like, systematically. And then he started laughing. He was like, I know all about it. So uh, he was like, yeah. He was like, um, we just started talking. And then I started breaking down the city to him. So then he pulls up a chair starts talking to me he was like yeah he was on the chair starts talking to me and then like we just talking about pizza i'm telling him about detroit i'm like yeah i was like the occupancy rate occupancy rate is it's not like here like people ain't walking up and down the street all day long buying pizza like so it's a little different but it is like if you build they come type city like if you Mm -hmm. got a good product people will come from all over like he said industrial so i knew he was talking cork town I was like, Johnny Noodle King is a little spot over there. And people do EMA. Like, people will travel to go there. But it's not like everybody walking up and down the street, you're going to get rich off foot traffic. So he listened. He was listening. He was cool. I don't even take pictures. So I'm like, you want to take a picture? He's like, yes. Oh, <laughs> he took a up. picture. He told the girl, like, uh, uh, no, no, not this angle. Get it from this angle. So I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that was cool. I'm like, I just, I'm like, we always you like, yeah. You stay in touch with them? Yeah, yeah sure, you got 100%. To. That's the contact. So you going to invite them? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm the, little, the little thing that I want to do, like I'm telling you, I want to do like two events. The one is the day party so kids and stuff can come. But then I want to do like a small investment party, not for to get money like a collection plate, but to let people know like the this is what we've been doing food wise. This is what we think in business wise. Mm-hmm. So I read this thing from this girl who said like just like the pursuit of happiness, like go high. Like when you when it comes to inviting people, if you invite forty people, let five or ten of them be like people that like you will think that'll never come. He definitely is on that list. Like just to see, you never <laughs> you know. Stay in touch between that time. I'm a hope. I hope too. I'm gonna hit him up. Yeah. But, just yeah, like, was you know, cool. just stay in touch with them, you know, don't, don't just and I'm invite them to the party. And I'm not like, you know, bragging, but like, I love business owners and stuff that do st- like, it was one o'clock in the morning. Like he sat down and like really chatted with us and it was worth his, you know, while because mm-hmm. he was trying to understand something, but mm-hmm. he was really humble, like a real humble dude and like That's cool. broke stuff down. I was asking him questions. So that was fun. That's, That's what's up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Brittany. Yeah, girl. Get, 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 get girl. I better not say he was really attractive, too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, no, no. Brittany was like, and? <laughs> yes. 
I will follow <laughs> those directions. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was real cool. It was real, real cool. Nah, that's what's up. That's what's yeah. up. Well, oh my goodness, we've been talking for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I think this was a good show. Like, how you guys feel? Good. I feel real good. I feel pretty good. Yeah. 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 I love. I love. I'm excited for the show. Yeah, I'm excited for the hip hop show this weekend. Like, oh my god, me too. I just need some good music, and it's Women History Month, so it's like perfect, right? I'm excited. Saturday, March seventh. Be there, Charles H. Wright Museum. Yes. Yes. Buyers tickets. The link will be in our page bio. PC podcast. PC dot podcast on Instagram. Make sure you follow Please us. Please do. Make sure and make sure that you buy these tickets and come see these beautiful women discussing beautiful things. Yeah. For ten dollars. Yeah. <laughs> For ten dollars. It's only, only ten dollars. Yes. This is amazing. Well, this is exciting. Um, yeah, and so keep listening to the Piper Carter podcast. We we're now on YouTube and we're, you know, working to build up the YouTube channel. Um, we're doing it with Thought Crimes, and we're very excited about that. So They're dope. super awesome. Love them a lot. And so, yeah, check us out on DetroitIsDifferent.net, and that's where you're going to hear the show. If you go to DetroitIsDifferent.com, you'll be able to read the blog that Kari Frazier puts together about all kinds of amazing Detroit stories. If you follow us on our social media, we have Facebook, and there's an amazing Facebook community that's there that really supports Detroit is different. If you're on Instagram, though, you're going to go to Kari Way Frazier and um, W-A-E, K-H-A-R-Y, W-A-E-F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. That's his Instagram. And then if you follow Deja, Deja, what's your Instagram? C-A-T-O-R-I-I-T. And we know that the token millennial does not do social media because she's off the grid. And if you want to follow my social media, it's Piper Carter and you're going to want to check us out. We have a good community as well on Facebook. We have a um, group for the podcast, Piper Carter podcast. And of course, Deja just named our Instagram PC dot podcast on Instagram. So check us out. Peace. Peace. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify.